0: StarCourt Study Hall contains spoilers for all seasons of Stranger Things. Episodes may also contain graphic content and language not suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion
1: is advised. The views and opinions expressed are those of the hosts unless otherwise stated, and all content and characters are property of Netflix and the Duffer Brothers. I'm Marina. And I'm Amanda. And and this this is StarCourt Study Hall. Today, we are going to talk about Chapter 3, The Poliwog, from Season 2 of Stranger Things. Yeah, <laughs> we are. If you thought that this was a podcast on a different show, you should probably leave.
0: Yeah, I know we're all a little, uh, you know, confused right now because Marina and I, at least, are just finishing up our winter break. And I have not known what day it is in, like, at least three to four days.
1: No, I think I go back to work. I think we both go back to work tomorrow, though. Yeah, we do. We do. R.I.P. Yeah. All right. So with all that being said, at least we know what we're talking about when it comes to Stranger Things. We sure do. Yeah. And we know what episode it is. And we know that Chapter 3, The polywog from Season 2, premiered on Netflix on October 27th, <laughs> 2017. And it was written and directed by the Duffer Brothers. Well, those are are a couple things that we know, so that's good. It's good. Yeah, we we know those things. We do. And as we've started to do, which I actually really like, and I kind of wish we had done this from the beginning, we're just pulling our summaries at this point right from Netflix. They're very funny. (laughs) They're great. And there's no spoilers. True. They are really good ones. Yeah. Yeah, so if you don't know what this episode is about, you still won't know after hearing the summary from Netflix. <laughs> that's, that's why it's so great. It tells yeah. you nothing. <laughs> exactly. So the Netflix summary for chapter three, The polywog. Dustin adopts a strange new pet and Eleven grows increasingly impatient. A well-meaning Bob urges Will to stand up to his fears. Gosh, he does mean Will, doesn't he? He certainly does. <laughs> And some fast facts. So I have two, both of which, or no, I'm sorry. One is from IMDb and the other is from the Stranger Things Wiki. So the IMDb one, in the scene in the cabin, in the flashback scene before Hopper puts on the record player, he's sifting through his crate of, of albums in the cabin and he obviously settles on um, Jim Croce after bypassing The Dark Side of the Moon by Pink Floyd and the song that ends up playing came out in 1972. Dark Side of the Moon came out in 1973. However, the addition of Dark Side of the Moon used in this scene actually did not release until 1979. Oh. So we have a, a prop problem.
0: We do. I mean, you know, he would still be able to have it because the events of the flashback are like, what, 1980, late 1983, early 1984. But yeah. the cabin hasn't been touched in many years.
1: Right. So the other part of this little fact from IMDb was that the creative team clearly wanted to place the collection and the cabin in the 1970s, Hmm. like early 1970s, based on the other albums in the collection. So if if all of these albums are generally from the same year, the 1979 (laughs) version of Dark Side of the Moon would probably not be in this collection. That makes sense. The other fast fact from the Stranger Things wiki, which I actually really like, and I think I, I... did you watch the Beyond the Stranger Things? I did. Yeah. Yeah. It was cute. Yeah. Yeah. I wish they had done them for every season. Me too. But essentially, there's the Beyond the Stranger Things after show that was like sort of, that's on Netflix in addition to the actual seasons themselves. Yeah. And in one of them, probably the one for season two, the Duffers revealed that in an early outline of the episode of the Poliwog, Will would have been evil by this point and would have killed Bob. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Poor Bob. <laughs> he just did not deserve that. I know. I know that like Sean Aston really want. Like if he had to die, he really wanted to die in like a really dramatic way.
1: I mean, he did. He
0: did. So I I appreciate that. It was almost a child who murdered him. Yeah. A I also
1: like right. And like what a possessed child, you know, fresh off our little our little horror episode. Mhm. What a possessed child meant, like, at that time in film. True. There's always a fucking possessed child. I know. I don't know why. They always went for the children. They're very creepy. Vulnerable.
0: Yeah. All right. So let's, let's get to it. Yeah. Let's get into our scene-by-scene scene breakdown. So this episode starts out with Dustin stashing that little creature he found in his garbage can. And he stashes it in the trap of his Ghostbusters costume. He makes a failed attempt to sneak past his mom, Claudia... Who is donning cat ears this Halloween. <laughs> Safely in his room, he drops the thing into his turtle tank, evicting Yertle and <laughs> and revealing a small round bipedal amphibious creature with no facial features save for a mouth. He names it D'Artagnan or Dart for short. Dustin then feeds it three musketeers and finds that it avoids the tank's heat lamp. He falls asleep reading about reptiles and Dart shudders in his tank before letting out an unearthly hiss. I would imitate the
1: hiss, but <clears throat> that's I just, okay. I don't have it in me. I don't either. I keep having to clear my throat. It's not going to happen today. <laughs> yeah, no. Damn. I always look forward to your impressions of upside down creatures. I know. Maybe I'll
0: get brave later and do a different one. <laughs> All
1: right. Is the turtle just
0: like free roaming around his room now? Like,
1: <laughs> is he ever going to feed it again? Like, I don't know. I had the same question. Like, is he just in his room now? Yeah, poor Yertle. Is that safe? No, it's definitely, that turtle's gonna die.
0: <laughs> Is that sanitary? Definitely not. Turtles carry many diseases. They can. Turtles- Did Dart eat the turtle? Oh, maybe. Like, turtles do carry salmonella, though, so you gotta be
1: careful. They do. Yeah. Yeah, maybe Dart ate it. <laughs> we should have looked up turtle domestication laws of Indiana in 1984, <laughs> because, like, I know in where we live, it's like... It wasn't always legal to have That's a turtle. Right.
0: I remember when we were little kids, it was like the ultimate sign of like badassery to have a turtle for some reason. Yeah. Like it was like right. a really big deal if you had a turtle because I don't think they were legal. <laughs> they totally were not legal. I'm going to look it up right now while while you okay. keep going and I'll come back with, <laughs> with
1: what I find. So just a general note for this chapter, finding the songs playing was... An adventure. Yeah. Because so much of the score music in this chapter is not released. Oh. It's not on either part one or part two of the season two score. So I actually found a person whose name is evading me and I'm terrible. It's a YouTube account. Okay. And what they have done is they have essentially ripped the songs that were unreleased from the episode and put them on youtube as songs oh so yeah the song that's playing as dustin is sneaking in is technically unreleased but on youtube it's called the pollywog oh okay yeah it's unofficial it's not released it's just you know michael and what's his face yes kyle Kyle. doing their thing (laughs) but yeah it's completely unreleased so and that happens several times throughout this chapter
0: okay interesting i wonder why
1: yeah yeah, I don't know. It's strange.
0: So, I didn't find anything specifically <clears throat> about, like, when it was allowed in Indiana to keep a turtle as a pet. But I did find on the Indiana Department of Natural Resources website some hmm. some information about how to safely keep your turtle.
1: Oh, Which, not in your room, yeah. just walking around, yes. I would imagine.
0: so. It says turtles are cold-blooded and need a source of heat. Without this special light, many health issues arise such as metabolic bone disease. You don't want that. And then it has special it needs special food according to what kind of turtle it is. Some are carnivores, some are herbivores, some are, you know, omnivores. Turtles, land turtles need a large pen with sufficient substrate, properly sized water bowl and a hide area as well as heat. Okay, Dustin, you're really failing here, okay? You're failing. And it says the Department of Natural Resources does not encourage the keeping of turtles as pets, but it does allow it if the native turtle species is obtained legally with a hunting or fishing license. So they want you to go catch a wild turtle is basically what they're saying.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yertle is definitely
0: feral turtle that was domesticated. Like, (laughs) Dustin definitely just found him in the backyard.
1: (laughs) I was like, all right, I'll take that turtle. Yeah.
0: Anyway, now we know about turtle laws in Indiana.
1: Great. I also had, I don't know if you knew this, but I had no idea that D'Artagnan was actually one of the Three Musketeers. Yes,
0: I did know that. I knew that's why he picked okay. the name. Yeah. I don't know anything else okay, about it, yeah.
1: Them. Yeah, no, I just, I looked it up and it's, it's literally one of the Three Musketeers in Alexander Dumas's novel, which came out in 1844. Had no idea. Cute. I just noticed when he looked at the, the wrapper of the candy and was like, D'Artagnan, I was like, what does that have to do with the candy <laughs> wrapper? And then I looked it up. <laughs> yeah. Cool. So, yeah. Just one last thing before we move on. I just want to point out, because I think you had pointed out in, I don't know if it was chapter one or two, the dynamic between Claudia and Dustin. So good. <laughs> are you constipated again? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love when they both are just looking at each other, like, <laughs> <laughs> just doing that, like, stupid awkward laugh where they both know that the other is like hiding something (laughs) yes
1: yeah which is great because i also mentioned how like hiding something becomes a theme in this episode it sure does we never really
0: talked about like secrets and
1: yeah secrecy as a
0: theme yeah but that's a big one so
1: definitely protecting like sparing somebody lying to spare feelings like Mm. that's definitely a thing that goes on this chapter
0: yeah like a lot actually i can think of like several different Right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. In our next scene, it's a flashback, and Elle is found by Hopper as she searches his lockbox for food. In the present day, she forgives him for his absence on Halloween after he makes her a breakfast of egos and candy, which is very nutritious. <laughs> mm. Elle wants to see Mike, having concluded from his most recent call that he needs her. Hopper swears she will see him soon, but Eleven reminds him that he is full of empty promises and trash. She smashes a plate across his chest with her powers and storms off to her room. Teenagers. Am I right?
1: <laughs> <laughs> she wants me to find her is playing Ooh, in the good. scene in the snow when Which like I feel like I never really watched this flashback.
0: Yeah. I, I like that he takes off her his hat when he sees her.
1: <laughs> yes. It's it's it yeah, it's like I mean, obviously the context is not romantic whatsoever. But it's almost like chivalrous. Yeah. I don't know. Like he removes his hat for her. Yeah.
0: Like I, I wrote like very proper.
1: <laughs> yeah. Like it's just sweet. I just I, I feel like watching this this time around. I never processed. Yeah. What was happening. It's very cute. Yeah. I mean she's a hero.
0: He He found. She is. He found the hero in the woods. So he has to respect
1: her. I also like that it's a silent. It took this long. I feel like maybe for her trust for him to build. Yeah bringing her food night after night and then finally she's like i need help yeah you know like i'm cold and i need Mm -hmm. help
0: i know i love that she like waits behind the tree just to make sure that it's him who's putting the food Mm -hmm. in there
1: yes Mm. yeah
0: very cute i noticed in the scene where they're both sitting at the kitchen table she's wearing a floral long sleeve like thermal shirt that looks exactly like the one that she wears in season four So I wouldn't be surprised to learn that it is the same exact shirt.
1: (laughs) I mean, how many shirts could Elle possibly own? (laughs) Clearly not a lot. If we've
0: seen her fashion in
1: season four, clearly not a lot. She doesn't have a lot going on in the wardrobe department. No, she does not. So it might be the same shirt. Yeah. Yeah. When they're sitting having waffles, we have another one of these random songs that's not on the score. It's called It's Too Dangerous, and it's found on YouTube. Wow, that's so weird. I
0: wonder why they did this with season two.
1: There's like four or five just in this chapter alone. Wow. Yeah. Very odd. Before the end of the episode today, I will go on my phone and I will find the YouTube channel. Because somebody did this, and it's called It's Too Dangerous, and it's nowhere to be found but YouTube. Wow. Very cool. Yeah. It's very strange. I don't really like how Hopper tells Elle that she is the last thing Mike needs right now. I, I feel like it's, like, a terrible thing to say, but also kind of a terrible thing for Elle to hear.
0: Yeah, she doesn't need to hear that.
1: Yeah, and it's just, like, the protecting her at the at her expense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, we've hit a boundary now where protecting her is just not in her best interest, I think.
0: Right, like, she's... Emotionally. I think so. She's, she's kind of reaching this spot now where, like, she needs friends i mean she's a teenager like this is Mm -hmm. this i mean like it's very detrimental to a preteen or teenager to keep them completely isolated it's not good even in the lab i mean like she wasn't i mean obviously that was like not a great environment but at least she was around other people
1: her age that's true she's had more peers up to this point even if the peers that she had were shitty right and fellow inmates (laughs) yes (laughs) yeah yeah but, I mean, it's been how many years since the massacre? So she's really been alone in the lab for, what, four years now almost? Yeah. 79? Yeah. Just about five years. Yeah. So, yeah, she spent a lot right. of time alone already. Yeah. I also kind of wonder what Hopper would consider to be not dangerous anymore. Because mm-hmm. he says, you know, when it's not dangerous anymore. What does that mean? Like, what what is your measurement? What tool are you using?
0: Yes. How do you, how do you quantify that? You don't. Like, I feel like if Elle never escaped, then uh, he would never let her go. Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. We were like, and she, by escaping, she, like, showed him, like, I can, I can,
0: you know. Yeah. Which, I mean, you know, we'll get more into it in uh, a later episode when she, like, does her real escape. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I feel like she kind of needed that. And I do also feel like it's very reminiscent of, like, a normal parent child relationship in some ways. Like I think a lot of parents struggle with letting their kids go, but then once it happens and they see that like mm. they're able to do it, then it brings them a
1: lot more comfort. Yeah. It's like in the first <clears throat> chapter of season three when Steve is like, Are you even supposed to be here right yeah. now? When her and Max come to get ice cream and they or that's not the first chapter. It's like in the middle yeah. of it when Max and Elle are at the mall. Yeah. And they just giggle and run. So cute.
0: <laughs> Love it. And one other thing I needed to say, Hop is really bad at parenting. Like, he's really not doing so great. He's like, he's like mocking her kind, like, he's like singing to her level in a lot of ways. Like, yeah, like, just repeating the same thing over and over again with an angry teenager is going to get you nowhere. Speaking from a former angry teenager. Okay, right. It's not gonna work. <laughs> it's not gonna work. You Like, like, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm not a parent. I don't know. But I feel like children deserve transparency. Like, just saying soon over and over again tells them nothing. The problem is he doesn't have an answer. Yeah, he doesn't have an answer. But I I do wish that he would just be more transparent with her and be like, hey, here is what I'm protecting you from specifically. Here is what is going on in the outside world. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know. I feel like he's just like purposely keeping her in the dark in a lot of ways.
1: Yeah. Which I I feel like that can also be use sometimes as like a a means to protect yeah. even if it's not the greatest one like the less they know mm-hmm. the bet ba- like things like that it's just it's all it's not great i agree it's true i mean you what, know there's no what good does he know there's
0: no good way to do it though because like at the same time she's very brave and i think he knows that if she thinks she can help she's gonna go do it
1: right that's a that's a good point <clears throat> so yeah. yeah he's not stupid
0: i understand all right so dustin i
1: understand. <laughs>
0: Dustin stops over at the library and checks out several books on reptiles because he is on a curiosity voyage and the books are his paddles.
1: <laughs> I don't know why I isolated this.
0: Yeah, it's all by itself, but that's okay. And I need to say that uh, clearly every man in Hawkins has flirted with Marissa, the librarian. Mm. I mean, she, she's used to this by now.
1: Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She's a cat. I also just like Dustin's need. I need to read these books He's like, he's like, I need. He's a what's the what is it called when you're like a book, a bookworm, something. There's something like file. Oh, bibliophile. Like a, oh, yes, a bibliophile. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just like a little soundtrack thing. "Whistle on the River" by the Mercy Brothers is playing. Oh,
0: okay. We got a soundtrack. Song.
1: Yeah, yeah. As Dustin is leaving the library, and it spills into the scene with Bob and Will in the car. Love that. Yeah, and I also realized what we don't have in this little blib mm. is Joyce asking jonathan to drive will to school yes jonathan being like he's staying over now and bob volunteering to drive will
0: yeah which i thought was so nice like jonathan get the heck out of here okay go away
1: (laughs) he's he's staying over now
0: like yes your mother is an adult woman leave her alone i can see how that
1: would be jarring for him (laughs) i could yeah
0: i could understand that i i think i would be a little uh perturbed (laughs) Mm mm-hmm so speaking of Bob driving Will to school, during the car ride, Bob calls Will out for being up so late the night before. Mm-hmm. He asks Will if he had a nightmare and Will tell- and tells Will a childhood story of being terrified of a clown from a local carnival. His name is Mr. Baldo. And he appeared in Bob's dreams for months, but finally left when Bob stood his ground and told him to go away.
1: Go away. <laughs>
0: it didn't work spoiler alert <laughs> didn't 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 it, work it didn't work um it didn't work i like that bob calls his car the Bobmobile. the bob mobile i'm a fan
1: can this guy get any more cheesy though i know i love him <laughs> he's so nerdy he, he's like the nerdiest most like
0: cringy i know <laughs> i know he's so cute though like he just means so
1: well he means the most well I know. He's so sincere.
0: I wrote that he's a, he's such a good father figure. Like
1: he is. He's really trying. He, he really is. Poor Bob. Mm-hmm. Mr. Baldo is very Freddy Krueger. Yeah, just had to just had to throw it in there. Not only because of him coming to Bob in his actual dreams, but because of how Bob managed to defeat him. So, if you had seen <laughs> Nightmare on Elm Street. <laughs> Amanda Oops. you you would know, would know that the end is only possible because Nancy ultimately stands her ground and essentially tells Freddie to get fucked and leave spoiler alert yes now you know how to get rid of Freddie Krueger yeah. if he's haunting you in your dreams <clears> throat> she, she throat> essentially was like I'm not scared of you you're a piece of burn shit that's the end
0: <laughs> love that yeah okay well uh, now i know for the future now you
1: know how it ends so you don't have to watch thank you
0: and now i know too if he ever shows up how to get rid of him
1: exactly he could show up at any time you never know okay (laughs) yep
0: all right so over at the school lucas tells max a bogus version of what happened to will last year mr clark tells his students the story of phineas gage a man who had a tamping rod shot through his brain and survived but his personality Mm. changed severely Mm -hmm. dustin comes in late and orders the boys and Max to meet him at the A V room at lunch as Dart is party rocking in the house tonight. <laughs> in his Ghostbusters trap. <laughs> he's he's party rocking. In the house tonight. Yeah, thank goodness Dustin has him in in the trap in the backpack. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I just want to say, you probably already figured this out, and so did everybody else, but Phineas Gage is 100% a metaphor for Will. Oh, yeah,
0: yeah, because like later Jonathan talks about how like he's back, but he's not the same.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Very cool. And we are going to talk about Phineas Gage next week. Phineas Gage. I'm really excited to talk about this. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I'm going to do some research on Phineas Gage and teach Marina as well as the rest of you. So get excited. But anyway, yay. Justin calling. Mr. Clark, my lord. Is the my lord. It's the
1: weirdest <laughs> thing to me.
0: It's so funny. It is weird. so it's so weird. It is so weird.
1: <laughs> I'm reading this book series right now, which is like I don't know if it's safe to say that it is maybe the Twilight, maybe the Hunger Games, maybe the Harry Potter of like this generation. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. It's a court of thorns and roses, and there's like five or six books okay. on the second one. But the main character is constantly referring to another character as my high lord, and I'm like, please, please cut it out, my high lord. <laughs> it's really cringy. Like, I it's so YA. It is yeah, so YA. YA. Like, I you're being too young adult for me, I, Dustin.
0: <laughs> I used to love when like like kids would because I I used to work in residence life, so like if you're um you know, a person who's ever gone to college or, or knows anyone in college. I was the person who oversees the um, dorms, one of the dorms. And I, I would have like, I just wanted them to call me Amanda. Like, I, I you yeah, know, they can't. No, do like, it. please. No, no miss last name. Like, none of that. Please don't do that. But <laughs> some of the kids would come up with like some really bizarre alternatives. I had one kid um, always refer to me in email as respected hall director. <laughs> and I loved it. <laughs> I just thought it was so funny, and like I was like, oh, "I'll take it, okay."
1: I like that. It's very formal. Just, very, just re-
0: respected hall director, comma, and then respected <laughs> hall director. Yeah. So I, I appreciate it. So yeah, if you're my lord, if you're out there listening, thank you for calling me that.
1: <laughs> I also just want to mention, since we're sort of on this topic, how the four of them are legitimately holding like a whole ass conference in the front row of Mr. Clark's classroom. <laughs> And Mr. Clark does not care at no, all. No, he says nothing until
0: he turns around and says something to Max.
1: <laughs> yes, exactly. And then he's like, Dustin, focus. And Dustin's like, focusing.
0: <laughs> focusing, my lord. Carry on. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh.
1: Also, <clears throat> the other thing that I noticed with this chapter's s- score is that a lot of the songs are coming from season one. Oh, Yes. So as the scene is ending and transitioning into the next scene at the police department, Hopper Sneaks In is playing. I
0: knew I recognized that track. I couldn't place it.
1: It took me like 15 minutes. (laughs)
0: It's like, what song is this? It's Hopper Sneaks In. Okay, that's good. Yeah. So Callahan and Powell show Hopper at the police station. They're marked locations of the rot spreading throughout the town's rural areas. And Hopper notices that the lab is at the center of the spread.
1: Disgusting
0: he does a um like a very like tropey kind of thing where he like very dramatically rips the map down from the wall and then like slams it on the table and starts drawing circles on it <laughs> <laughs> i just thought that that was like so like cliche i loved
1: it i know i also think that in callahan and powell's defense their work life balance is none of hopper's business so true right like hopper's like those flashlights the, the dipshits right he like gets on their case for not using flashlights yeah. because it got dark maybe they like maybe they had to go home yeah
0: i don't know maybe they had a kid waiting for them who they promised to watch halloween movies with Hmm.
1: at 515
0: yeah, yeah hopper
1: exactly maybe you should take a page so, out of their book yeah maybe you shouldn't work as hard maybe my man yeah act your wage hopper act your wage <laughs> Speaking of wage, I wonder how
0: much Hopper makes. Yeah, right? He's probably doing pretty okay. He's the chief, but like... I mean, but he's in a trailer. Yeah, he also lives in a trailer, but he does own that cabin. So he, you know, he owns two properties. That's pretty good. He definitely doesn't pay mortgage on that cabin. No, I don't think so. No. Kind of looks like he just built that with his bare hands or something.
1: That cabin was in the Hopper line. Yeah,
0: I think... Oh, yeah, he said it was like his grandfather's, right?
1: His grandfather Hopper. (laughs) Grandpa Hopper. Grandpa, I mean, <laughs> who else, like, I don't know. Hopper's a weird last name.
0: <laughs> it is. It's cool, though. And we got a great line from Callahan. Why's he got to kick down the door? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I feel like that's like a fourth wall thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hopper's taking one out of the Demogorgon's book from season one when he Kool-Aid man yeah. through the school wall.
0: <laughs> I I just, like, I have to say... That it's kind of funny that we're, like, <laughs> defending Callahan and Powell in this scene.
1: <laughs> I, I just know. want to go back to that. I
0: mean, but... No, but you're they right. They didn't do anything
1: bad. No, they really they, didn't. Just, they were just doing their job. They marked miles yeah. of goop. Yeah. They
0: did a good job. They did what they had to do.
1: They, as the kids say, understood the assignment. There you
0: go. They sure did. Right? Yeah. And Hopper was on a completely different assignment that he did not inform them of. So you can't blame them for not knowing.
1: Exactly. <laughs> People can't read minds. No, except L. Right. Another season one score in Pursuit mm-hmm. is playing. That's a good one. As Hopper is having his little epiphany about the circles.
0: Yes. All right. So back at the cabin, Elle is restless and she's considering trying to contact Mike again, but she decides against it. She remembers Hopper first bringing her into the cabin, which belonged to his granddad and is mainly used for storage. In a heartwarming montage, the two fix up the cabin, set up the Morse code radio, and rig the cabin with a tripwire. Perfectly normal. Very, very nice parent-child bonding moments here. Yes. <laughs> in the present, Eleven violates all three of Hopper's set rules about her safety and leaves the cabin.
1: The scene is the, like, top five. It's
0: really good. And I, I like the way that they, like, they overlaid Hopper telling her the rules with her breaking them in real time.
1: Yes. Yeah. And... I also just need to point out, Mogwise come with rules. Oh, yeah. You cannot feed them after midnight, and you can't get them wet. And you get this rules thing with gremlins, and then you get it with Hopper and L, and then you get the defying of the rules in gremlins, and then you get the defying of the rules Yeah, in Stranger Things. I like that.
0: And then bad things happen when you defy the rules.
1: That is what happens.
0: Sometimes you end up in Chicago and you meet a long-lost sister. Bad things happen.
1: <laughs> wow that is like the worst thing. i know right
0: <laughs> i'm good i have enough sisters yeah <laughs> no thanks um no i i said like i want to like i want to blame Elle for being irrational because like she has these flashbacks and she sees he obviously cares for her he obviously cares about her safety and is like doing all these nice things to give her a safe place to live but then like in the present she's like nah screw this guy she's had enough yeah she's just done but like you know and at the same time like she's a teenager you know like you just don't think rationally when you're a teenager you just really i think back to the some of the stuff we did and thought as teenagers and i'm like oh, how are we not dead like
1: <laughs> you are so emotionally driven yeah as a teenager you're logical there's no it's impaired i swear no
0: for real <laughs> like you were just you're like it's I mean, obviously it's true because it's science, but like it's a hundred percent yeah. It's a hundred percent true that like your brain is just not developed at all when you're a teenager. Like it makes the world just does not make sense. And you think it does. You think you know everything.
1: You and you you really just you live by that yeah, too.
0: And you're like, I am right, and everyone else is stupid and that's it.
1: Mm-hmm. And that's what Elle's doing. Yep. You can also see really clearly at the very beginning of the flashback when they walk into the cabin that L is still wearing the pink dress. Oh, God, ew. She was out in the s- the snow in the wintertime in that pink dress.
0: And, like, if, if I really want to read into this, too, like, they took that pink dress out of, like, a costume kit. So there's no way it's good quality. No. Trash quality dress that she's been wearing for months. Yes.
1: Ugh. Yeah. Awful. Karen went to Party City <laughs> and got Nancy that dress yep. out of a Halloween plastic baggie. And now L has been living in it, God knows how long. Which
0: is funny that you say that because now that's like exactly where you can find that dress at, at yes. Party City in a plastic baggie.
1: You're right. Wow, full yep. circle. <laughs> <laughs> I was just gonna ask if L has ever seen dancing. Hmm. Because Hopper starts to dance when um you don't mess around with Jim starts playing and L like like looks at him like what what's happening what are you doing <laughs> what what is going on Oh God are you having a seizure. <laughs> 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 she's very confused she's like oh and has she ever swept a floor probably not like she puts her whole body into it like she she's like yeah like hopper has to show her how to correctly sweep and then she's like i'm gonna do it And she takes the broom and she starts sweeping it's cute she never had to sweep a floor it's
0: sad it, well, and papa never let them dance clearly not because it was footloose up in there but like I could imagine her having to clean, though, at some point. Like, you would think, like, the children would be assigned, like, cleaning tasks. But maybe not, because they were just so focused on, like, their powers and stuff.
1: Yeah, I could see Brenner being like, no, that is a menial task. Yes. We only move magnetic balls around a maze <laughs> and use <laughs> magic eight balls <laughs> to answer questions and play chess. We can't
0: let them use any brain power for <laughs> sweeping. There's no time for that. No.
1: <laughs> no room in the brain for sweep. No.
0: Only mind sweeper. That's the only kind of sweeping we're doing around here.
1: No, it's mind
0: flare. Well, that too. So over at the high school, Billy taunts Steve as they play basketball before Nancy pulls Steve aside. He reminds her of the things she said to him at Tina's party. And when she is un- unable to say that she loves him, he tells her that,
1: contrary to popular opinion, she is the one who is bullshit and leaves. Steve is just trying to concentrate. And you're being very distracted. Uh, okay, I have to know. Is it like... Was it, like, normal in the 80s to just, like, be shirtless
0: in gym class? Like, what is that about? He's the only one who's shirtless, though. I don't think so. I saw, like, a whole bunch. I thought, I think it was, like, shirts versus skins or whatever.
1: Oh, is that what it, it was? It looked like it.
0: I thought I saw other guys shirtless in the back.
1: Okay, that's what it was. Shirts versus skins. Mm, gross. What? Yeah. That sounds like a really bad reality TV it does. show.
0: It do- but that's, like, a thing people do. But, like in high school gym class like put your clothes on ew <laughs> you're minors like put that away
1: why are they playing basketball so early
0: yeah also is it, it's first period yeah, or uh, no it's technically second per- well maybe it's the end of first period or second period because when steve and nancy meet up she's like i missed first period
1: yeah but that would make sense then right because steve's in first period oh, yeah. playing basketball yeah Maybe not. I, I don't know. know. We have no way to know. Imagine
0: it's just like the first period of the day and you have to go to school and play basketball against a bunch of sweaty shirtless guys. No, thanks. I'd be... I would just walk. I'd be failing Jim that year.
1: Yeah, Steve, Steve is just the worst here. He's just the worst. Why doesn't Nancy have a car Oh, to drive herself I, to first period? I think
0: we learn in season three that Nancy... Well, first of all, Nancy is still a junior here, I think. So, Oh yeah, because we live in a state where you don't get your license in junior year, but you do in senior year. Well, actually, okay, that was just me.
1: Cause no, I got my license junior year. Oh, lucky you. Right? I think you did. I don't know. Well,
0: we also live in a state where where it's much later, because most states you get your permit at six, at 15. We get our permits. Well, at I googled
1: it, and Indiana is fifteen. Okay, so she
0: should have her license.
1: So, but and I'm sure she, her parents can afford a car, right?
0: But I was gonna say, I think we learned in season three that she doesn't really get to like take over the station wagon until then, when she like has the job at the paper and stuff.
1: Mm, that's right. Yeah. So
0: I think that like the car isn't really hers yet.
1: I think yeah, they give her this, makes the station
0: wagon later. Yeah. Also, uh, the pure fuel guy is the. That's yeah. Who that is? Yeah. Is the one who interrupts their conversation. He looks fine.
1: He's not hungover. No, he's totally fine. He's all good. He got it all out. And this is the very next day. It, okay. Right? I, Does that mean Halloween was on
0: a yeah, Sunday? Yeah. I need to
1: talk about... No, it was definitely like a
0: like a Tuesday or something. Like, it was like the middle <laughs> it was of the a week. Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Tuesday. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, RIP Tommy H and Carol, even though they're still alive, unfortunately. But they... Yeah, like, it's just the middle of the week. They all went to school the next day. All right. Wild. Tina, you couldn't have your party like the Saturday before Halloween have you guys never heard of Halloween weekend before yeah apparently not
1: this is our last nancy steve scene <laughs> like basically until season That's four so i just have to say it we get like the tiny little thing at the end of season two where he's like nancy and she's like it's okay or vice versa yeah something like that steve nancy says steve yeah. and he's like nancy it's okay because she's like apologizing for not being formally broken up but sleeping with jonathan <laughs> but whatever um yeah <laughs> yikes <laughs> But this is literally the last scene we get of them. And I want to say as much as this sucks, I'm glad that Nancy is like able to fully lean into this truth that she's clearly been suppressing mm-hmm. because you can tell in the like the next couple scenes when she's talking with Jonathan and she's like, you know what, I I think it's like legit. Like, I think I don't actually love him. Yeah,
0: yeah, because Jonathan, well, we'll get there, but he's like, yeah, people say things they don't mean all the time when they're wasted. And she's mm-hmm. like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know about that <laughs> 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 yes so dustin is finally going to show his friends Dart, even though he is unsure if it's even a reptile or an amphibian or whatever will recognizes dart by his chittering noises as an upside down creature that should probably be killed with fire instantly <laughs> the kids pass him around like a hot potato and mike insists that they show dart to mr clark
1: i love how max is like not wrong yeah right yeah She says, maybe some scientists brought it here and it escaped. That's a perfectly logical explanation, Max. She's like, not wrong. Yeah.
0: No, that's like actually kind of what happened.
1: (laughs) That's like almost legitimately exactly what occurred, Max. That's true. That's like the watered down version of what occurred. Right.
0: Like, that's probably what they would tell the world, right? Yeah, Yeah, that's that's really interesting. I think they said this in the Beyond Stranger Things episode about this chapter, um, but I'm pretty sure Dart here is just a marble. That they're letting roll from one hand to another, and then he's, like, CGI'd.
1: Yeah, but if you watch
0: him, like, it makes sense that it's a marble, because the way it, like, moves, like, very fluidly.
1: I'm gonna have to watch it again Mm -hmm. and think about a marble. think about a marble. (laughs) (laughs) I also love Will remembering hacking up Dart a year ago on on Christmas Eve. Right, that
0: kind of confirms, you know, that it is, it's Dart.
1: It is Dart. It is Dart. It's
0: definitely Dart. Yes. I don't know how he's still so small a year later, but okay.
1: Small, low, s- slow growth. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> small, low, and slow. Yes. Is the growth. In a crock pot. Mmm. <laughs> 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 Darn. <laughs> slow cooked Ew. demo pole. They probably wouldn't be it? very
0: tasty. They seem very lean.
1: Yeah, not a lot of no. fat. Yeah, they'd... Mostly muscle. They'd probably be
0: pretty tough. Gross. Anyway, speaking of eating upside-down creatures, uh Bob brings Joyce lunch, and <laughs> oh, <laughs> mm, yum, tendril. <laughs> it's actually bologna, but okay.
1: That may as well be
0: an upside-down
1: creature. Let's very be very fair.
0: Listen, I like bologna, but I will agree with you.
1: I mean, I like bologna as well, but I'm not about to eat. No, it. Lord, no. what? <laughs> It's one of those foods that you you like, but you don't let your, like, I'm not going to eat bologna.
0: Like hot dogs. It's like, I don't know what the heck is in there, but they're so good. No, I eat Yeah, that. I will eat, of course, I'll eat hot dogs. Yeah, delicious.
1: Yeah. Anyway. Hot dogs are just skinny bologna. They are. Though. They're just tube bologna. <laughs> okay, but bologna is also a tube until it's sliced. Why are you looking That's like so that? That's
0: so true. I didn't even think about that.
1: Yes, hot dogs are just small bolognas. So if you got like a
0: giant hot dog bun and just put a tube of bologna on it, would it be a hot dog or a bologna? <laughs> anyway, uh,
1: back to anyway. Stranger Things.
0: <laughs> Let us know what you guys think. Um, <laughs> anyway, over <laughs> at lunch, Bob mentions to Joyce that his video camera was beaten to shit. Uh, oh, and he also noticed Will being harassed on Halloween when he rewatched the tape. The camera's fine, though, by the way. Yeah, he admires Joyce's willingness to kill other children to defend her son. Same.
1: He is so sincere. Yeah.
0: He's like, that's what I like about you, Joyce. You you punch back. Yeah.
1: And he's like, I love you. I love everything about you. I love your boys, and I really think they're starting to warm up to me. So cute. I can't. <laughs> Not Jonathan, but and he's like, I get to. He's like, I get to date Joyce
0: Byers. <laughs> Everybody needs somebody who talks about them the way that Bob talks about Joyce.
1: Yes, he, like, worships the ground that she walks on. Yeah, he's obsessed with her.
0: Obsessed. He is. It's very cute.
1: But also, sometimes it can be a little bit overwhelming for somebody to put you on a pedestal Mm -hmm. because you feel like you can never fail or disappoint them. So
0: true. That's a great point.
1: And you have a right to disappoint people. You do?
0: Wow. That was great. Thank you.
1: Thanks, therapy.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So true. Love that. So... I like that he mentions the camera before Will getting bullied. It's great. (laughs) It was just a lead. Yeah, it's like the camera was really scuffed up. Also, your son is being harassed. Yeah. Ugh, love him.
1: So I was going to say the scene with this scene with Bob is a nice juxtaposition to how Hopper is fathering Elle. Oh, yeah. So it's like one father figure is like sort of promoting the idea of standing up for yourself. And then the other one is sort of like in the business of stifling independence so they're, like, it's, like, a nice, like, Bob Hopper mm-hmm. contrast. Which is interesting. And, you know, there's, like,
0: like, if you think about it, like, you would think Bob would be the one to, like, back down and, like, be nervous.
1: Yes. Yeah. That is. It's, like, different. You would, the the opposite energy. Yeah. Like, you would think Hop would be, like, no, fucking go away. And Bob would be, like, stay inside. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but they are the opposite. That's so funny. Yeah. They're totally opposites. Weird. Hmm. Hmm. Hmm so hopper goes to the lab and he shows owens the patterns that he charted that stem from hawkins national lab owens reluctantly agrees to look into the rot but ultimately tells hopper he doesn't think there's anything to worry about hopper demands that owens convince him as part of their deal
1: so i googled eggheads why because because hopper calls owens (laughs) and his team an egghead
0: Yeah, you and your egghead friends yeah
1: Yeah. And I'm just going to I'm going to do a quick Wikipedia uh, slang thing here. In the U.S. English slang, egghead is an epithet used to refer to intellectuals or people considered out of touch with ordinary people and lacking in realism, common sense, sexual interests on account of their intellectual interests. Oh, okay.
0: So that's a pretty accurate insult.
1: Yeah. I just I wasn't sure where the term came from because I knew that intellectuals were like colloquially known as eggheads and it's it's just eggheads. egghead
0: i actually didn't know that i thought egghead was just kind of like you know just a normal insult like i didn't know it had like a specific connotation
1: yeah it's linked to the anti-intellectualism not trend i suppose but it kind of swept in like the 1950s was this anti-intellectualism
0: which is cool because you said i think In the first episode, you said that, like, Hopper was showing some kind of, like, Mm anti-intellectualism, so it's cool to see that come back.
1: Yeah, yes. It's almost like he's a cop, you know, it's, like, a different line of work, and there's the intellectual scientist, doctors, like, that kind of thing. Yeah,
0: okay. So, yeah, that makes sense. So, yeah, Owens is, like, really reluctant here, though. Like, he, he almost, like, scoffs at Hopper's, like, you know, even implying that the lab could be involved in this.
1: I said at this point of the season, we as the audience still don't know if we trust Owens or not. Yeah. Right? And I'd almost love to rewatch the season as if I'd never seen it, like, for the first time. Because now I watch it, we watch it, and we're like, oh, we know at the end of the day that Owens is a trustworthy character. But at this point, watching this for the first time, this guy was still new, and he was sort of potentially like in Brenner's shadow Mm -hmm. like is this another Brenner so I would love to know I would love to like try and remember did I trust Owens yet at this point watching this for the first time probably no I
0: definitely did not especially this part when he's just like laughing off what's happening Mm -hmm. I remember just being like oh no like this guy is not good news but then I think I think the the tide definitely turned when he like I think it's in the next episode when the scientists like light all of the dirt and it does the swirly yes. thing and you know, when he looks concerned about that and actually starts to do something about it, then I'm like, okay.
1: Yeah. But we also see him in I, I I'm like, I think it's I think it's Bad Max. When he you can see him get nervous over Will. Remember he's like squishing the stress yeah. ball. And it's like a good example again of what we were saying earlier of like he I think he I think Owens at this point thinks that there is something to this, but for some reason if it's maybe to protect or the ignorant like he's there's that lying thing that we were saying like secrecy to protect that kind of thing going on
0: yeah again this is getting ahead but i like too that we kind of like see that weaved into the next episode too when like owens gives nancy and jonathan like kind of like the tour Mm -hmm. and he Mm -hmm. you know he's being pretty ominous but he is explaining basically like we're keeping this contained for this reason yeah so you know we we do actually get kind of like an explanation for what is going on here
1: yeah everybody keeping things secrets to preserve other things yes
0: so back over at the school jonathan lies to nancy and says that steve asked him to take her home ultimately covering for steve what a guy
1: more lying
0: yep Nancy expresses worry that she may have meant what she said to Steve and is tired of pretending like everything is normal. Jonathan empathizes with her. He expresses his worry over Will not being the same anymore, musing that things might not be able to go back to the way that they were. Nancy notices a nearby student playing a tape recorder and gets an idea to take down the lab and asks Jonathan to skip school with her.
1: I just want to point out that Jonathan is eating a peanut butter and jelly sandwich and not breakfast.
0: No, well, it looks like it's lunchtime because when they show the guy at the table with the tape recorder, he's eating goldfish.
1: But all Jonathan does is cook and eat breakfast, so it doesn't matter what time of day (laughs) it is. He should be eating an egg sandwich. True, true. Not a peanut butter and jelly. Nancy
0: is drinking a tab tab energy drink. Oh, shit. Yeah.
1: I can't imagine Nancy drinking an energy drink, but I guess she is. It checks
0: out. I mean, she, you know, had a wild night the night before so.
1: Yeah true
0: also is this the same day because nancy's hair looks completely different
1: it totally is the same yeah her hair looks completely different like this is all happening in, in one day
0: like when she was talking to steve in the morning it looked like wavy and like brushed out kind of and like like fuller and then when she's talking to jonathan it's like more like individual curls in her hair
1: the hairstylist came on to set yeah. in between scenes and just gave her a little bit of a touch-up in her hair. Yeah, and now she
0: looks like 10 <laughs> times better and they couldn't hide it. Yeah. <laughs> I also like that Nancy refers to Bob as your mom's friend. Yes. <laughs> because Maybe she knows Jonathan is sensitive about it.
1: <laughs> yeah. I kind, of, I kind of... Jonathan is a weird character for me, but in this scene with him covering for Steve, I feel like you get a really good nancy's like thirst for justice right mm-hmm. and her not being afraid of confrontation and conflict versus jonathan who lies to nancy covers for steve like to not be a point of contention mm. in their relationship and then you get nancy being like doesn't this make you mad like doesn't it make you mad and jonathan is like Why? What, what is mad <laughs> what what is what is i don't even know what that is like and <laughs> Right. And you just get this, like, he's very avoidant of confrontation and does not like conflict. And he'll go out of his way to not be in between Nancy and Steve. And then you have Nancy who's like, doesn't this make you mad? Like, ah! they're 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 opposites in that they way, are. I feel like. And I,
0: I think that that goes right back to, like, how we talked about Jonathan's parentification. Like, mm. he doesn't want to rock the boat. He's just trying to keep things yeah. calm at home. And, you know, he just wants to move on. Yes. Yeah. So I get it.
1: in the the woods is playing oh
0: but i also think this just little tiny thing that happens basically off screen of him like defending steve like it really tells us a lot of who jonathan is like it gives us Mm -hmm. so much insight into him as a person just this little Mm -hmm. tiny incident so i like that like we we find out i mean we knew he was a good person but like he tried so hard to keep things good between nancy and steve even though
1: he has everything to gain from them breaking up he does, and he still doesn't He doesn't pull any funny no, business. No, no
0: funny business anywhere. Good for him.
1: Yeah. And Steve should be relieved that Jonathan got Nancy right. home safely. Instead of
0: being pissed about it. Yeah, Steve, just, right. he's just being the worst in this episode.
1: Yeah, he should be genuinely relieved that Jonathan got her yeah.
0: home. Yeah, bad things could have happened to Nancy, so he should be grateful. Emotions. Yes, yeah. whatever. Anyway. On Elle's adventure, she wanders into a backyard and she comes across a mom and her young daughter playing on a swing set. She has a flashback of Hopper telling her that her mom is not around anymore as he reads to her one night before bed. Back in the present, Elle uses her powers to distract the mom and daughter before heading towards Hawkins Middle School.
1: Hopper lying to Elle that her mom is not around to preserve her feelings. Yes,
0: I I also think it was like... like partially because he didn't really know how to explain sure. to her what is up with Terry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and I also think he. Your mom is a vegetable. Yeah, I also think he knows that she might go looking for her.
1: Also true. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so I think I think this lie is several fold,
1: It's multiple folds. Yes, yeah, so many
0: folds in this lie.
1: Yeah, I love watching L like wipe away the tear mm-hmm. when Hopper continues to yeah. read. And she, it's it's like a well acted scene is. by Millie. She's she just like wipes away the tear, and like it's just a very genuine. Yeah. Doesn't want to see the tear, and you it's know? like
0: a you can tell that this is like a learned behavior. Like she grew up in the lab where like you can't be crying, mm-hmm. and Hopper is just a tough dude. Like he doesn't he doesn't do all that. So he like she kind of knows like that's kind of the most support she's gonna get from him is like sorry kid, and that's it, and he's just gonna move on.
1: Yeah. But I also kind of like the way, I mean, he doesn't linger with it, but he also, it's like a weird lie, but also not lie. Mm -hmm. Like he doesn't bullshit her and be like, no, your mom's somewhere out there, you know, like he doesn't do that. He doesn't give her any false hope. He's just very blunt and is like, she's not around anymore. But at first she's like, do I have a mom? And he's like, well, yeah, of course you have a mom. Like you wouldn't be here if you didn't have a mom. It's just, it's like a, it's a good moment i think between the two of them it is
0: and another fabulous passage from anne of green gables why does he pick these passages and then right after right after she gets over like the little tear from her mom being dead and then father died three days later from
1: fever like please stop it's the only book he owns (laughs) it has to be the man owns one book and it's anne of green gables (laughs) and he reads it to every daughter who he comes to every daughter.
0: (laughs) his daughters he keeps accumulating <laughs> Ugh. in this scene when she like when she distracts the mom and daughter to like run away does she like briefly become the flash like where does she go <laughs> how, did, how does she just? i don't she's <laughs> silent silent she just disappears there's no, ruff, no.
1: ruffle or rustle of leaves yes, there's nothing yeah,
0: completely silent i don't know how she does it
1: gone gone
0: gone <laughs> <laughs> Ugh. yeah So Joyce watches the tape from Halloween after she puts in an IT ticket with Bob at Radio Shack. She notices the camera start to fizzle when Will experiences his episode, and she sees a spooky dark shape highlighted by the TV static when she pauses it. Joyce traces the figure and compares it to Will's drawing of the creature in their yard, only to see that they bear a striking resemblance.
1: Why couldn't she just take Will's drawing off of the table and hold it up next to the tv
0: maybe she didn't realize it was the same thing well no she definitely did because why did she trace it yeah the only
1: reason she yeah she like got the trace probably parchment paper i don't know it did look like parchment paper yeah (laughs) and like scribbles with the crayon which is actually it's a quite it's a good scribble okay i said that she's like scribbling
0: hardcore and then she pulls it off and it looks like a cohesive drawing (laughs)
1: it's like perfectly neat in the lines mind player
0: i like when she says bob english that's such a like movie trope like no one the coaxial yeah. cable like first of all nobody says that in real life
1: <laughs> in english please in english please i like how when she refers to the vhsc as it's like shrunk. Yeah. it's tiny <laughs> why is it tiny hopper sneaks in plays again Ooh. we're just we're just using this and then also um the upside mm. down plays i wrote that one that's cool I always feel the need to be the synth in the upside you down, don't. but I don't want to embarrass. Same. Myself. I'll just
0: keep that one to myself. I never noticed this before, but on the tape while she's watching it, you can see Will shuffling away, like yeah, like creepy. Ugh. Like he's, you can see him wandering, yeah, like you, like we talked about in the last episode. Like you can see him shuffling, and you could, like, it's good acting by Noah Schnapp because, like, you, you can tell he's like not really there, and he's sort of just like mindlessly moving forward he's like sleepwalking. yeah he's like sleepwalking yes and you can tell that even from behind like
1: like he's shuffling isn't it interesting how when will goes into these episodes he's moving around his world but when vecna is doing vecna nonsense like chrissy is standing still but she's maneuvering her home yes right and nancy standing still but maneuvering around the like the the scape that vecna is projecting like It is. It's Will is moving through the world, but that's because Will's world in his episodes just transforms Mm. into the upside down. So he's still navigating the same area versus like in Vecna with Chrissy. She's in her home like she's transported into her her house versus standing in Eddie's trailer. Hmm. That's a good point. Yeah.
0: It's almost as if the Mind Flayer and Vecna have different powers. Hmm. Hmm. (laughs) (laughs) We'll see. We'll see.
1: Will, buyers C. Yep. <laughs> All right.
0: <laughs> so back at the middle school, Dustin, Lucas, and Max are about to show dart to Mr. Clark when Will and Mike burst in to stop them. No. Right? In, in Mike's in Mike's very Mike way. Right now.
1: Yeah, that was Dustin in the season oh, yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? And then I think Mike, Mike, we have to go right now. If anyone else, I've left the country. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so... The boys reconvene in the AV room with Max excluded, and Mike theorizes that Will's episode may be, an, may be actual glimpses into the Upside Down. Lucas and Mike want to take the creature to Hopper, but Dustin knows Dart will be killed. They let Dart out of the trap to test his behavior, but he sprouts two more legs. Max <laughs> is annoyed at being left out, and she picks the lock on the door, letting Dart free to run amok in the building filled with children. Like those fucking gremlins. Yeah. They're running amok. Amuck. yeah. I just don't... Mr. Clark didn't think that warranted any follow up. No, no, no.
1: Nope. Ignorant adults nope. trope. Yes, right. Why are the adults also dumb in these movies and shows? Claudia's dumb. No offense, Claudia. Mr. Clark doesn't give a shit. The only two adults who are not dumb. Oh, I'm sorry. I guess there's. I guess there's several yeah. adults who are not dumb, but it's like the peripheral adults mm-hmm. who are dumb. Yes, right.
0: Like they just none of them have any idea what's going on, and
1: nor do they care. Like, right? Dustin was literally about to show Mr. Clark a creature and said, "Now this is my so this is my discovery, man." Like, don't. And Mr. Clark just doesn't even think twice. He's like, "All right, cool, sounds good. See yeah. you later." And then at the and he just leaves. Yeah, he just pieces out for. In the In Mr. Day.
0: Clark's defense, he is a teacher. You know, I I was a teacher once, True. and all I wanted to do was leave all the time. So I understand. <laughs> <laughs> also max has really impressive lock picking skills
1: good for her she does she does have impressive lock picking skills she did it in like two seconds i also
0: really love the detail that she's using a paper clip i feel like all the time when we see women picking locks they pull a bobby pin out of their hair and max would never have a bobby
1: pin in her hair yes yes she has a paper clip yeah like they could have written they could have dressed her that day on set knowing that she was going to pick a lock and given her a bobby pin and they chose no yeah max
0: wouldn't have a bobby pin. she's not
1: gonna have a bobby pin she has a paper yeah i love that detail but it's funny because when we were talking in our our episode last week about like 80s tropes and the 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 final girl Mm. that kind of thing and like how nancy wields guns and normally females in tv and movies would wield like
0: household objects
1: and things like that
0: like a knife
1: Yeah, but instead, Nancy's got a gun and Max has a paper clip.
0: Very resourceful.
1: Not a bobby pin. Just because they mention true sight in this scene, Mm. because they say, like, maybe Will has true sight. I just want to say, I do think that at this point, Max is the best candidate for true sight because, like, in season five. Because of her eyes.
0: True. Oh, man. Yeah. And she can't see anything. I'm very excited to see what what happens with that.
1: Yeah. Mm. Also, one last thing, sorry, because it's relevant later. But Dustin, very out of character this chapter, is so guided by his emotions. Yes, which
0: is not very Dustin of him.
1: It is not. Normally, he's the logic-based character, but instead in this chapter, he's completely blind by his attachment to Dart. And he's, yes, we should probably show this to Hopper. No, 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 no. Yes, we should probably like this is dangerous like <laughs> and he can't he even hides Dar under yeah. his hat in the next scene. Like he's completely blinded by his little creature friend. And I like
0: that they give us a- that detail because Eleven's kind of acting the same way this season, a little bit out of character, like very driven mm. by emotion and it makes mm-hmm. sense they're they're like 13 years old, so that's kind of what happens when you're yes. that age.
1: Exactly. <clears throat>
0: All right, so back at the Wheeler's house, Nancy and Jonathan decide to set up a meeting with Mrs. Holland over the phone to talk about Barb while Hawkins' lab staff listens in on the phone call. Meanwhile, Hopper and Owens watch as Owens' men take samples of infected soil and pumpkins. Hopper gets a call from Powell, who is at the scene where Elle just used her powers. He leaves very quickly, and it is time for a 187.
1: I think it's dispatch. Oh,
0: you're so right. I always associate time for a 187 with, like, doing a, a donut in the parking lot mm. for some reason
1: um yeah it's dispatch <laughs> darn
0: it, dispatch
1: it's just as much of a banger as it, it always is. was
0: it is i just need to why do they never follow up on this nancy invites mrs holland to meet her at the park tomorrow and then yeah. what happens
1: they go to they the do. park where's mrs holland she was probably like fuck no either that or she was just late and nancy and jonathan got scared before she could show up yeah and they ditch because they're being followed.
0: I guess so. I just thought it was so weird. Like, there's just never any follow up about this. Like, Nancy or, or Barbara's mom is like desperate for information about Barbara. Yeah. And then Nancy calls, says she has information. And then Mrs. Holland never says anything about it ever again.
1: Maybe she was intercepted.
0: Maybe.
1: I mean, we don't know. But like, maybe she was intercepted. Yeah,
0: we just we never.
1: Because the lab people are listening. Yeah,
0: we never heard about that again. Nope. nope all right yeah i just thought that was weird <laughs> it is yeah, weird it's definitely weird so l arrives at hawkins middle and she smiles when she sees Mac- mike's bike the boys split up and search for the school and mike encounters max also searching for dart in the gym she asks why he clearly doesn't want her around and he tells her that the group does not need a new member in accidentally referencing l and inadvertently revealing he does not want a new girl replacing her as Max skates circles around Mike on her skateboard, claiming she could be their zoomer, he briefly warms up to her. Elle follows Mike's voice and sees Max and Mike with no context. Pissed off, she flings Max off of her skateboard <laughs> using her powers. Realizing Elle might be nearby, Mike hurries out of the gym to find her but sees no one. I love Me it. Me too. Me too. So I found good. this very relatable, honestly. If yeah. I watch if I was Elle in Elle's position and I was like watching this go down. I had powers. I would probably have done the same thing.
1: Oh yeah, and I wonder if this is the first real time she's experienced like jealousy. Yeah, like in that context, right? Like romantic right? jealousy. Yeah. Yeah, like bitch, back my off, man. girl. Who are you? Yeah. That's my twelve-year-old boy. <laughs> That's my twelve-year-old boy. <laughs> yeah,
0: I I related hard.
1: Yeah, I think we get we got eulogy twice this chapter. The first one was at the beginning of the cabin scene with Hopper and. L, but now we get it again as Elle is noticing Mike's bike in the parking
0: lot. Oh, I didn't even hear it. Yeah. So Joyce calls the school to speak with Mr. Clark, but instead learns that AV Club must have been canceled because Mr. Clark just left. Panic stricken, she drives to the middle school. Meanwhile, Will finds Dart in a bathroom stall and radios everyone his location. Dart's chittering triggers Will to have another episode as a wave of shadow pursues him down the now upside downified school, he flees outside. I just like that uh, the secretaries are all like just laugh <laughs> or, or like, like rolling their eyes at Joyce. And yeah, then Joyce just hangs up on them and leaves. <laughs> she just does not
1: give a shit. <laughs> I think that Will's flannel is very oh, cute. Yeah. We need to. He's wearing a flannel. But I'm also just I'm enjoying watching Will this chapter. We just really don't get much of him in season one besides him like shivering and stuff. <laughs> Like, being cold and yeah. wet. And, like, <laughs> th- this season we actually really get to see Noah, like, do little Noah things. And it's it's just nice. And I feel more aware of him as a character watching it this time around than I have in the past. I get that.
0: Same. Same. Yeah. Like, I'm paying more attention, for sure.
1: Even though he's about to be possessed. Yeah.
0: But that's okay. He had a good run. Yeah. Evil. The word evil is written on the bathroom stall where we find Dart. Oh. Mm-hmm. It says evil and graffiti on the bathroom stall. Um, I also just need to say that I wrote evil is written on the bathroom stall where fart is found. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, it is a bathroom stall. It so. is found there. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot to mention in the scene with Max and Mike and Elle, we get this like version of kids Ooh. playing. And it's like this, like, it's, it's, it's as Elle is hearing Mike's voice down mm. the hallway and I don't know if it's kids too, because there's yeah. kids too, but it, it, it's just, it's like a nice little remix of kids. Okay. Yeah.
0: During the scene when Will is running down the upside downified hallway, they did something with the camera or like, they were like pulling the ca- the camera back while Will was running. It makes it look like he's running like 25 miles an hour. He yeah. looks so fast. I like how this scene Me too. is shot. Me too. It-
1: with like the smoke tendrils yes. chasing him down the hall. Yeah. It
0: looks so cool. And lights yes. out is playing. He
1: should have just kept running. Yes. yes. Yes.
0: Lights out. And he should have kept running. Yes.
1: Should have just kept, kept running. Running up that hill. Yep.
0: All right. And then in our last scene, Dustin finds Dart and quickly hides him under his hat when he hears Mike, Lucas, and Max approaching. Not knowing where Will went, Mike, Max, Lucas, and Dustin rush outside to find him. In the field, Will turns around to face the shadow, remembering Bob's really terrible advice. Will screams at the monster (laughs) to go away as it reaches for him. Undeterred, the monster's tendril touches him, inserting
1: bits of itself into his eyes, nose, and mouth. Ew. This scene I do remember watching for the first time. Mm. Because I remember thinking that Bob's advice would be sound. Same.
0: I was like, oh, is that? Like, I (laughs) remember.
1: Yes. It's gonna work. No way this kid gets taken by this thing. Again. Again. Yeah. Yeah, I remember thinking like, okay, all right, that's that. Yeah, that's gonna work. work. Thanks, Bob. That's
0: thanks, Bob. (laughs) Uh,
1: Yeah. So I tried to like
0: imagine what it would feel like, like what, like, is Will experiencing any sort of sensation, like when this is happening? And I like to think, have you ever used one of those, those Vicks or like menthol, like nose inhalers, like when you're really sick? I like to think that like, since the mind flayer likes it cold, maybe it feels like that. Like, okay. but, like, in your eyes and your mouth and your nose and your ears.
1: Okay. And maybe, like, in the, in your mouth, it feels like when you chew gum and drink yes. cold water. Yes.
0: And you, like, breathe in and it's, like, <gasps> like, Antarctica in your mouth. Yeah.
1: <laughs> like a Listerine strip. Oh, my strip, God.
0: Like, one of those Those things. things were so scary. They were too much. Too intense. Mi- minty, minty mind flare. <laughs> <laughs> or, like, when we were in middle school, those, like, d- icebreakers drops that came out, like, those little balls. Yes. Those were too yes. intense. Too intense.
1: I'm sure it would be minty and cool. Like I'm Vix. sure, yeah.
0: It it seems like it like VIX is is close to what it would feel like.
1: And like windy.
0: Yeah, windy VIX.
1: Like there's air in your nose and it's minty wind. Minty, <laughs> <laughs> minty wind. <laughs> like if I'm chewing gum and then I Yeah. Whew, yep. Minty wind for sure. In your yep. nose. Ew. I love how the mind flare is also like don't mind if I <laughs> Hello. <laughs> like this kid just stops and is like standing still and the mind flare is like easy peasy just like that (laughs) just like that easy peasy well like he's probably like wow you just fucking stopped running you dumb little shit like why did you stop running run oh no all right don't mind if i do i will just take
0: take the tendrils in the nose i like to think too that the mind flayer can't hear so will's just standing there screaming go away and he's just like what (laughs) anyway come
1: again (laughs) it's like the opposite of the basilisk in chamber of secrets that is blind once harry blinds him with yeah. the phoenix except the mind flare is deaf I, yeah i wonder what it's like sensory abilities are like can it see? yeah
0: me and eli ask about this all the time with like all the upside down creatures because they don't seem to really have sensory organs
1: other than mouths i yeah. mean i guess maybe they're like well, the snakes they can blah, 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 through yeah. their tongue yeah they sniff through their that tongue that could be it yeah yeah, but I don't know. The mind flayer doesn't have eyes, no. doesn't have a mouth, doesn't have ears, has Yeah, nothing. no sensory organs
0: to speak of here, so other than his Like a hands, bat? But... No, but bats have ears. Yeah, bats have ears and sonar. And use yeah. sonar. So maybe, oh, oh, I just had an epiphany. Hold on. Hold Ooh. on. You know how in the lab, on the screens, it looks like Doppler radar? Maybe it's because that it can, like, they're emitting some sort of sonari like an yeah energy? like they're emitting some sort of field Boop. yeah yep Boop. like that <laughs> Just <one> more. <laughs> yeah like i don't know maybe maybe they're able to be tracked like that because they're em- emitting okay. some sort of field but
1: like you know when they're tracking the yeah. dogs too and you can see them in like yes. spots when they're in the tunnel mm. i might be okay. on something sonar yeah. mind flares yeah. okay we'll talk about it in our ecology episode <laughs> okay <laughs>
0: All right. So that's it for for scene by scene. Do we have LVP and MVP? I think I know who I want my
1: MVP okay. to be. I think I want it to be Nancy. Oh, okay. Yeah, I just feel like she was like a go-getter. She was. Like she was like we're going to tell the Hollands, I'm going to, you know, not bullshit Steve anymore. Yeah. I just yeah, I think I think she didn't have a lot going on in this chapter, but what she did have going on was pretty proactive. Yeah. Like you get a sense of her Justice, like that kind of thing. So I think Nancy is my MVP for this chapter. Yeah,
0: I, I like that. And she really does put herself in harm's way in pursuit of the truth. She does. Yeah.
1: She really so, does. She takes a risk. She makes a phone call. Like she. Yeah. She's got it. I think it. that's a good choice. For my How my MVP, I said Joyce again.
0: Yeah. Ooh, I just good. think her intuition is just beyond compare. I mean, she, like Bob says, she's willing to punch back. She's she's ready to kill some children. Oh.
1: <laughs> But she also knows that when Mr. Clark left, and Will didn't show, that something immediately.
0: Like she never second guesses herself. She never worries what other people are gonna think of her. She doesn't care. She does not care.
1: Nope.
0: She She just goes. All right. What about LVP for you?
1: So my LVP is Dustin. Me too. Because yeah, he just he drops the ball this chapter. Like Dart is dangerous. And he, even after knowing that he's an upside-down creature, even when they have that realization, he still mm-hmm. puts him under his hat and hides him from Mike, Lucas, and Max in the bathroom stall. Yeah. Like, he is completely driven by emotion in this chapter, and all of his logic is just poof, gone. 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 And, yeah,
0: he ignores Will, even though he knows he's been going through these episodes, yeah, mm-hmm. he just completely ignores the fact that this is now a safety issue for his best friend. Yes. yes. Yeah. So, I'm with you.
1: Dustin, very out of yes. character. All right.
0: And I had a wrong answers only, but it kind of came up already. It was what happened when uh, Mrs. Holland showed up at the park, but you did kind of, you kind of oh. answered it already. So, we'll just ignore that.
1: Yeah. Okay. Great. <clears throat> well, that's all we have. Yay. <laughs> We were gonna do a 2023 because it's now 2023, yeah. but we'll do one for Will yes, the Wise. Yes, we'll, we'll get it back for Will the Wise for sure.
0: <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, that's all we got for the Polywog this week. Happy New Year, everybody!
1: Happy Welcome New Year, to
0: 2023, and you'll be seeing more of us soon. Till next time, everybody. All right. Stay,
1: stay, streamed. stream. <laughs> to keep in touch and stay informed about upcoming Starcourt Study Hall episodes, follow us on Instagram at Starcourt Study Hall.